Welcome to the Rocky and Meisty Show. Glad to have you with us. We're sorry that we were, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've made our last podcast, about a week. Um, we weren't able to review week, week three in the NFL the same way we wanted to, but we still have some great content to get to. You won't feel like you're missing out. I mean, you will. You didn't hear our voices for 50 minutes when you would have, so you did miss out, but <laughs> you'll still get great content. We have a lot to get to. Uh, first, just want to mention that you guys have to subscribe. Of course, we mentioned in our last podcast that we reached 1,000 listeners, and we appreciate everyone that made that happen. Round of applause. We appreciate everyone that made that happen, um, which is all of you. Every single one of you, every listen you give us, it gives us more recognition and more popularity, and we appreciate that. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Rocky and Mike. We're getting more more active on the accounts. We're really... You know, trying to make an effort. We're trying to get be interactive with you guys. If, if, if you're interactive with us, we'll always be interactive with you. You guys just have to be interactive back. So we'll, we're always there to, uh, you know, listen to your yeah. suggestions, your questions, whatever it is. Um, and, a lot of questions came in this week uh, for fantasy advice. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely incorporate a lot of fantasy into the into this week's edition. So let's get started. Um, interesting game going on right now. Yankees, Indians. Right, so the baseball just been packed the first two days of the playoffs because now there's 16 teams in the playoffs, yeah, and it's it like every two all hours, all day baseball, all day, all day baseball, every two hours, you know. And now Yankees and Indians are locked into a battle, bottom of the eighth. It's eight eight over there. Of course, we know that the Lakers defeated the Miami Heat tonight um, by a score of 116 to 98. And <laughs> I'm sorry, my seat is always right on time, right on cue, <laughs> and. <laughs> AD took over today as he has been throughout the playoffs. He scored 34 points, 11 for 20. That duo of AD and LeBron has been something special throughout the playoffs, and we'll get to that more later on. But first, of course, we need to start off with our priority, our favorite sport, which is. Well, huh? Before, yeah, yeah. So go before, ahead. Please. Before we go, baseball. Baseball. I'm just going to say the Twins today lost their 18th straight playoff game. Um, and Houston's, I think, gonna advance. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, it's a it's a three game series. Houston's gonna win there. Um, yeah, this Yankees game is crazy. It was eight six before, and and they pinched hit for a guy who was batting five for like thirty something. I don't know what he was batting, and he got a, a two run double. So, and that was a, that was crazy. And then the Heat, the Heat Lakers. I mean, people are like, oh, I'm I'm looking on Twitter, you know, and I see a lot of people saying, oh, that's it, the Lakers. I mean, it's just one game. We've seen people, you know, the Lakers were hitting from everywhere. The yeah. Lakers played a great game. Um, I mean, Anthony Davis had 34, LeBron had 25. Then, uh, like small guys, I mean, uh, Caldwell Pope had 13, Danny Green had 11, Rondo had seven. Um, so. I wouldn't be worried if, you know, if the Heat, obviously, like I said, I told, spoke to you earlier, I told you either it's going to be Lakers in five or Heat in six. I don't see it going to seven. Yeah, I listen, I, I think, like you mentioned, the other contributors to the Lakers' success tonight and, and in the past, I think that the Lakers are really a team made up of superstars and Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And then the other stars sort of do enough to help the team in a big way. Now, when I say help yeah. the team in a big way, I don't mean lead them to victory, but I mean, pro- I mean, sort of propel them, you know, put them over the top. Because um, they have, right. they have Dwight Howard, they have Rondo, they have Dudley, they have Draymond, they have, you know, Caldwell Pope, like you mentioned. They they have contributors that can, you know, put up 10, 15 points a game. Dwight Howard, eight rebounds. You know, that's even though he only scored two points, he's not a big point scorer, but he he he's a big man in the boards. He can really defend in the in the perimeter. So you know, they, those guys help in, in their own ways. Yeah, also another big factor was the free throws. Um, I think the Lakers, uh, the Lakers shot 25 for 27, and and the Heat only shot 11 for 14. So those were free, you know, that's free, those free points right there that they didn't get. Yeah, Anthony Davis made all 10 of his free throw shots. And, you know, Caldwell Pope yeah. made all five of his. I mean, so, yeah, the Lakers were... We're hitting it, and they're drawing a lot of fouls. Okay, so I think we'll, I think we'll, 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 we'll discuss the uh, Lakers and Heat later at the end of the podcast. I think let's get to the NFL. Before we start, I, I want to mention I apologize to everyone. My my quality was extremely, what was was very shaky last week on last week's podcast. A lot of it you probably couldn't hear, and my apologies to anyone that was frustrated. I know when I listen to a podcast and the quality is shaky, I'm very frustrated. So I wouldn't blame anyone else for being frustrated. Um, but I, I ordered new headphones. We should be good now. If we're not, we're going to have some problems. Be... We're going to have some problems. But I hope we're we're going to title the show. We're going to title the show. Rockies, uh, Rockies, it, Rockies voice works. You know, Rock, Rockies, yeah, Rockies uh, connection new, is good. Rockies new AirPods. Um. <laughs> exactly. 
So hopefully this week will be better. Let's get started. So we're going to start off with the first game that might or might not happen. It's postponed. It's such a good matchup, though. I mean, it would be such a shame if this game were not to occur. But the Steelers-Titans, um, this game is getting postponed. The question is, will it be played? They said there's a possibility it might be played Monday night. This is just such a good matchup. Both teams are 3-0. and Both teams are off to great starts. Tannehill is off to such a hot start. And this is going to be a great matchup because the Steelers are, we, as we know, their front seven's legit. I mean, they pressure quarterbacks at a rate of over 50%, which is remarkable. I mean, no other team pressures a quarterback. The, the next closest team pressures a quarterback at close to 40%, just to put that into perspective. So they're 10 percentage points higher than the next team. Meanwhile, Tannehill does not do well under pressure. He ranks 24th in the league when under pressure, but 7th in the league when passing from a clean pocket. So, you know, we could see Tannehill struggle this week because one of his downfalls is when he's under pressure and under duress, and that's one of the Steelers' strong suits. This, this could be an interesting matchup, and we could see Tannehill have his worst performance of the season so far. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, and the Steelers, like you said, the Steelers are going to are gonna eat him up alive, and they're going to stop Derrick Henry. Um, but it should be a close game regardless just because – um, Tennessee still has that power. Somehow, every game they find ways to score. They find ways to come up with defensive stops. So it's going to be a close game, but I think that the Steelers are going to eat up Tannehill. That's for sure. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it'll be a close game. I think it'll be a, a, a tightly contested game. Also, I think the Steelers right. are bound to you have know, one do we, game. Do we even know when the game is happening? We so, I, so I mentioned that it's postponed. It might happen Monday night. We don't know if it's happening. So we'll, we'll get to the fantasy side of things, which might be risky this week because you don't know what's happening. But just to... To wrap up on the real real life side of things, I think that, like you mentioned, they're going to eat them alive. The Steelers love to blitz. They love to blitz. And, you know, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, that, that group has just been unbelievable through the first few weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have four pass rushers, I think. There's something. So I think four of their pass rushers are in the top ten in pressure rate, which is unbelievable. So, like, literally yeah. half the top ten is made up of Steelers. So it just tells you how the Steelers have, have put the, like I said, the highest pressure rate. And, and, and it's just, you know, it's going to be very hard for Tannehill. He's going to have to get the ball out quickly, which he's not good at. He likes holding on to the ball. He likes make, going through his reads. And it's going to be really tough for him. I still think it's going to be a, a good game. I think the Steelers defense might slow down a little this week because they've really been hot. they got to imagine, are they going to keep up this pace? I don't know. But I think the Steelers will come out on top ultimately. Uh, if this game happens, what's your prediction? Yeah, I mean, also people for fantasy purposes, um, if people who stream defenses, um, Pittsburgh's defense is great spot here. The, the Titans are definitely not going to score a lot. Shouldn't, shouldn't really be scoring a lot of points. And Pittsburgh should get sacks, um, maybe a, a few turnovers. So definitely if you're streaming defenses and Pittsburgh's out there, definitely grab them. Um, but other, other than that, um, I, I mean, Derrick Henry possibly can randomly go off. He randomly does that. Um, other than that, that's really it. I would say um, on the fantasy side of things, um, the receivers are probably good options, especially um, Chase Claypool could be a good start. Um, I think that the, the Titans struggle against receivers. They've given up a good amount of fantasy points against them. So I think Chase Claypool could be a good option. Um, you know, you have the, the, the obviously Deontay Johnson, I believe, might be inactive for this game if the game happens. So Claypool falls into the number two slot. He couldn't get a lot of targets. And the Steelers love to pass the ball, they always say. So it could very well be Claypool have a good game. Even even maybe Adam Humphreys could have a bounce back. We'll see. Um, but I think yeah, Claypool. And, yeah. And if Deontay Johnson plays, then definitely um, he's definitely got, got that up and that advantage there. No, that's absolutely right. Yes, if Deontay Johnson plays, he's certainly something to look out for. I think it's risky to start anyone in this game as a result of the uncertainty as to whether or not this game will will, will happen. So. You know, I don't know if I'd start anyone. It's just too risky because what if your lineup locks and then well, that's it? You have nothing to go back. Every app has said they're going to put something out prior to 1 o'clock, um, an announcement. So I think Yahoo said it's a buy regardless for this game. Um, but I, that's what I heard. So every app is going to be different. Um, so we'll see what happens, actually. Oh, I'm so they're, curious. they're raising the possibility of just making this the bye week and then no, taking but, away their but, next bye week. No, for not for the NFL is not going to get. Yahoo said that if there's uncertainty, so people instead of having everyone, if you have a, it's just going to be another buy on fantasy only. Just Yahoo. Every team's going to have a buy. No, just the Titans and Steelers. Just the Titans and Steelers <laughs> going to have buys. Okay, yeah. I, I got what you're saying. Okay, fine. So they're just going to make it as if they're not playing. Okay, I got you. Yeah, and even if they play, it doesn't count. So they're right. telling you to bench them. They, they basically, it, it's a safe way of saying bench them. Too bad. 
Um, but we'll, we'll have to see because other apps, I think NFL.com is not going to do that. We'll see. But I assume that if the, if the NFL announces, let's say Saturday night, for example, or Sunday morning early, that the game is going to happen, then they're going to take away that buy, quote unquote. Who, Yahoo? Yeah. And they're going to allow you. I to don't play think so. Game. No, you think that's if already the games a... on Sunday? If right. the games on Sunday, no, because some people set their lineups on Saturday night, which are. I... You could set your so lineup on Saturday night, but maybe people will still. Let's say they want to play Chase Clay. Let's say they want to play Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, he's a big Pete James Connor. You don't want to bench James Connor, so maybe people are willing to wait till two hours before the game to see if the game's going to happen or not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would, I mean, for those who have them, yeah, for sure, I definitely agree. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely not, it's definitely not uh, an easy anything. But I don't know what Yahoo wants to do. Like, if, because if let's say like at one o five they decided to cancel, so now they have to allow everyone to switch it. Like, what do they do? Right, if something happens. Yeah, this doesn't work out. They want to be safe, but I don't, I don't know what anyone's gonna do. Um. Honestly, this is the one. If there's a week where you're up, at, you know, you're up on your phone at one o'clock on a Sunday, this is the week. Yeah, no question. Okay, so I guess we'll see what happens there. As you said, there's a lot of uncertainty regarding this, especially when it comes to fantasy. Um, but I think if this game happens, like I said, I'm going to predict the Steelers to win. And how about you? Yeah, Steelers to win. Okay. Um, so we're both on Steelers. But yeah. Okay, fine. So yeah, we could move on from that game. Let's go on to the Colts versus the Bears. Because um, this is an injury of defensive, two defensive-minded teams. Um, by the way, I, I we didn't preview last week's games, but uh, Xavier Rhodes showed up last week. I mean, he had two picks. I think he brought one back. He did. He brought one back for a touchdown. In the coverage, he only allowed one catch. In one catch the entire game. Uh, so he was shut down in coverage last week. And that Colts defense is going to be going up against the Bears offense that's really been in flux. Trubisky got benched for Nick Foles after they went down by 16 last week. And then Foles led the comeback impressively. Although I don't think he played great, I think he was up and down. He made three. He made three very impressive throws, two or three, two turnover over where he throws. So I think there was certainly ups and downs for Foles. But who do you think? I think Foles is going to start this week, and that could make for a very interesting matchup against the Colts secondary that played great last week. They already announced that Col- um, that that Foles is the starter. I okay, just an update that the the Cleveland Indians uh, took the lead. It's nine to eight. But nine to eight. We'll keep up there on that. Yeah. Um. As you said, um, Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick. Sorry, I lost the. No, yeah, no Nick problem. Foles is the starter, um, and that's definitely that's definitely going to help the, the the Bears. But they're ready three to know. So it's very weird. Like I always say, it's all about winning games. But clearly, in this situation, it wasn't about winning games. Um, but Mitch Trubisky was two and zero as a starter. So it's kind of never. You never. You know, you'll never really see that that someone's two and zero, and they're like, "Oh, you're not good enough." You know, we're sitting you. It's very strange to me. Yeah, I, I think it shows to us that Mitch Trubisky was on a leash. You know, like, okay, they gave him the starting position before the season, despite the fact that they did sign Foles. But they also said, listen, you're, you you really have to play well. You have to impress us in order to maintain this starting position. And apparently he didn't. I mean, the truth yeah. is he looked good. He looked, he looked pretty good the first couple weeks of the season. Last week he looked terrible, which is, why, which is what led to the change at quarterback. But, you know, you sign a guy like Foles, I don't blame them for go, going a different direction. Despite the fact they started 2-0 with Trubisky, they probably would have went 2-1. Uh, and one. They probably would have lost last week if it wasn't for Foles coming in. you got to stick with the hot hand. Listen, I'm not saying Foles played great, in it, but he, was, he did enough to come back. That Bears defense looks very good. Um, so I, I, I certainly think Foles is the right direction to turn in this situation. Yeah, I also just mentioned that both both Khalil Mack and Xavier Rhodes both were on you know PFF's team of the week um, last week, so it's definitely going to be another defensive game here. I mean, both both quarterbacks could could struggle. Um, it was the same thing as last week with Justin Herbert, where he came in and did good, and then he came in against the Panthers and didn't play as well because they had time to prep. Nick Foles is one of those guys. I think that when he had that crazy playoff run. Teams didn't weren't just didn't know what they got, and they got this whole new quarterback from the, from you know the Eagles. Um, and Nick Foles like he every time he starts in the regular season, he seems to struggle. But when he comes in as a backup in the middle of the game, he's also this amazing quarterback. It's so interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting phenomena, isn't it? It's true. I, I guess when teams aren't prepared for him, he's able to dial up some packages to people that teams aren't prepared for per se. But when he comes to be in a game and you have time to prepare for him, he's not you know he's not as lethal of a weapon, I guess. Uh, that is an interesting yeah, I mean, concept. I, th- I think the Colts can pull it out here. Yeah, I, listen, Philip Rivers threw his 400th career touchdown pass, so congratulations to him in the last week. Um, but he's playing steady football, up and he's doing enough to win. They're two and one. 
Uh, you know, he's doing enough. To, that defense looks great of the Colts. Looks great. It's, up, it's at the top of the league. And it's going to be a very, very different. Like you said, I, I think the Colts are going to pull out and, and and put a stop to this undefeated season for the Chicago Bears. Um, well, we'll get the predictions in a second. But first, let's get to the fantasy side of things. So uh, what do you have? What, do you have anything for us on the fantasy side of things for this game? Not really. I mean, the defense for the Bears, maybe once again, they can get a couple of turnovers, keep the low, scoring low. Okay. Um, that's definitely one thing. Other than that, nothing really. Um Okay. You have to see the the injury. It's all about injury news. There's definitely some injuries, so you have to just keep up with everything. So I think that one area that the Bears have have struggled on the defensive side are covering slot receivers, and Zach Pascal could be able to take advantage of that this week. Uh, Philip Rivers, okay, interesting. Because I'll, and also I have another, you know, reason to back this up. Philip Rivers is obviously an older quarterback. His arm strength is not all there anymore. I, I mean, in general, he was never a guy that loved to throw the ball down the field. He loved to rely on the slot receivers. And I think that because of the fact that Pascal's lining up against a team that has struggled against slot receivers in the Bears, he could attack Pascal and target him a lot. So I think Zach Pascal will be an underrated, not really a household name. I think he'll be an underrated start this week. But other than that, you're right, not much to see here because um, it could be a very defensive game. Nick Foles targeted um, Anthony Miller a lot of times. Um, Anthony Miller should be going up against Kenny Moore a lot this week. So it could be um, a good matchup there. That's really about it. Okay, right. So that's what we have for that. I think I'm going to pick the uh, the Colts uh, because, you know, I think it's going to be Colts defense is going to pull through. Like I said, they're going to exploit some matchups, that matchup advantages that they have. I think Phillip Rivers will continue to play steady football, and that defense will do enough to give them the victory. So I'm picking the Colts. How about you? Yeah, I'm picking the Colts too. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Colts don't win here either. Okay, yeah, yeah. This game would certainly go either way. So we have a 2-2. We both agree on those games. I think we should, like, keep score one of the days. You know, and see who has a better record at the end of the season. Yeah, <laughs> actually. We, we should. should we really should. Yeah, maybe we should. Um, anyway, it's just a fun thing to keep track of. We could, you know, tweet about it. Like, Meisty 2-0, Rocket. Okay, well, we'll, we'll maybe well, try to yeah, incorporate that. We have to get that. other people... Let's get other people involved too. It's just yeah, listen, you got a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be very fun. Have a whole something. panel of predictions. Um, that would be fun, and perhaps power rankings. Yeah, that's something we're working on. Again, we want we want to put out power rankings. We want to give you more content. Um, but we'll you know if if something comes up, we'll we'll uh, we'll announce that of course on the podcast, and we'll put it on Twitter and everything. Okay, let's move on to the next game. I love this game: Cowboys versus Browns. I mean, you know the the the, the, the Browns have their first winning record. You said since 2014, Meister, you sent me the, the figure. Since 2014. Yeah. So it's in six years that they that they haven't been uh, – wow, unbelievable. Six years they haven't had a winning record. This week they have a chance. Baker Mayfield has a chance to put them two games over 500. I don't know if they've been two games over 500 since 2007. 2007 they were 10-6. and six. They ended the year 10-6. and six. They lost the tiebreaker to the Steelers to be first place in the AFC North. That was the closest they ever got to making the playoffs. Um, but other than that, I don't know if they I don't know when the last time they've been two games over 500 is, but this rushing game of the Browns has been dominant. I mean, they're averaging over 170 yards per game, third most rushing yards as a team. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that's just been a dynamic duo, hasn't it been? Yeah, it's kind of crazy what they've been doing. I mean, people, Kareem Hunt's a good running back, and people should have seen that coming. And the fact that they have two good running backs and they're just hammering the ball down. Um, and then when Baker gets going, that's when they're really dangerous. So uh, in a game against, you know, not such a great defense, um, yeah. Baker could, and, you know, the, the, the Cowboys give up a lot of points. Baker could get going. If OBJ could get going, um, definitely could be a big, dif- a big difference maker. Yeah, and to your point, the Cowboys are actually the fifth, you know, in the bottom five. Um, they're secondaries in the bottom five in the league in terms of the amount of yards they give up. So certainly, like you said, uh, a weakness that Baker can exploit and have a better game this week. I think he will have a better game this week. He's sort of been shaky um, throughout the season so far. Didn't play well against the Ravens, played much better against the Bengals, and played all right last week, although he really cruised the running game to victory last week. But I think if he plays better, I think he will, and I think he's going to have to because Prescott passed the ball 57 times last week, I think the number was. And Dak Prescott and the Cowboys love to throw the ball, and this game might be might – turn more toward being a shootout, especially because the Cowboys secondary isn't very good. So I think Baker will have to pass the ball more and will be successful in doing so. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan. uh, From a fantasy perspective, I'm actually not really a big fan of OBJ. I'm more of a fan of, um, I think, like Jarvis Landry this week, really. Um, He's going to have Jordan Lewis playing against him most of the time. And then from the Dallas side, C.D. Lamb. So, um, but in the the regular game... um, I really think that the Cowboys' offense 
should be able to score on this on the Browns defense. That's really where it comes down to. Um, and it's really going to be who makes less turnovers. I think there's going to be a lot of turnovers. Uh, it tends to happen a lot in the Cowboys with the Browns. So it's really going to be an interesting game, which actually brings me to defenses. It's going to come down to, you know, defenses as well. Yeah. Who makes the bigger stop. Yeah, certainly. And Prescott certainly puts the ball in harm's way plenty. I mean, he put the ball in harm's way three times last week through two picks. So he certainly puts the ball in harm's way. And the Browns could take advantage of that. But Baker's could put the you know, he has games where he puts the ball in harm's way plenty and has plenty of turnover worthy throws as well. And on the fantasy side, like you mentioned, you're not a fan of OBJ. I, I think I am a fan of OBJ just because, like I mentioned, the Cowboys secondary has really struggled. Like Daryl Worley and Trevon Diggs, those are the two young guys that have been featured in the Cowboys secondary. They have really struggled. And especially on the outside, which is where OBJ loves to line up. He loves to line up on the outside and, you know, go one-on-one against those receivers, against the secondary. I know he's been – he struggled throughout the first few weeks of the season. I think he could have a bounce-back uh, bounce back game. But I hear what you're saying. Jarvis Landry could be a good option as well because, the, like I said, like I mentioned, all the corners of the Cowboys have struggled. So that could include Jarvis Landry as well. Yeah. That's really it. That's, that's really it for okay, that fine. game. Fine. I mean, there's nothing else if you want to do. We move on to okay, the next fine. game. So prediction. Um, prediction. Sorry, prediction. This is a tough one. This, this is a tough one. Yes, this is a very tough one. Tough uh, one. I'm gonna go with um the you. I get okay. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go say with the, the Browns win. I, I was also gonna say that. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, man. I, th- I think the Browns – I think Baker has a good game this week. I think he's able to take advantage of a weak secondary. And I think the Browns' like, rushing game is going to continue to play advantage. well. He, he always takes advantage. If it's a weak secondary, he can definitely take advantage. Like against good secondaries, like the Ravens, for example, he really struggled. So against good secondaries, he struggles. But against bad secondaries, he's able to thrive. So I think he can take advantage. And they'll win maybe closer – you know, both teams will put up 30-plus points. Yeah, I could see that. Definitely happening. Um yeah, I'm 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 What's definitely not sure how many points. Um, on this one, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go thirty-one twenty-nine, thirty-one twenty-eight, maybe thirty-one twenty-eight. Okay, thirty-one twenty-eight. Yeah. That's that's a fair. That's close to what I said. Thirty. Okay, fine. Listen, yeah, I'll take that one. Um, if the if the prophet Meisty is is predicting this, is predicting close to me, then I can't be too far off. If, you guys didn't yeah. see, we posted on Twitter, actually, Meisty predicted the Packers to beat the Saints 37-33 to 33 last week. And the Packers, in fact, beat the Saints 37-30. to 30. So, uh, and we got some really good predictions last week, actually. And like we said, we, we have to admit when we're wrong on the show, but we also have to, like, flaunt when we're right. And we really yeah. hit on the nose. I mentioned also last week that the Vikings and the Titans would be a much closer game than people thought, although the Titans would come out on top. Exactly. If you look through the podcast last week and you like match it up with what with the with the results, I mean, it, it's really cool that we actually. It's just it's just luck. There's nothing to it. Yeah, it's very. Lucky. We happen to have gotten lucky and had a good week. It could be all our predictions this week will be a flunk and we'll get everything wrong. But it's very cool to see. Um, it's very cool to see. So so let's go on to the next game: Saints versus Lions. Uh, Drew Brees last week continued showed a little more arm strength. I think certainly think there was an improvement there, but still 19 of his 36 passes failed to surpass five yards from the line of scrimmage. So although you see an improvement, we still see he loves to dink and dunk. He loves to go to the moderate, the short to moderate game, but it's, it's working for the Saints. The Saints are winning. Do you think he could, that that can be sustained throughout the season? Yeah, I mean, they're heavily going to, they're going to have to heavily rely on Alvin Kamara to do a lot of the workload or the running game in general. Um, especially with, um, as long as Michael Thomas is out, they're going to struggle a little bit more uh, throwing the ball. But yeah, these little dinks and dunks are definitely working for them. So I don't see why it doesn't keep working. Yeah, certainly. And um, uh, and it certainly helps when you have Alvin, right, like you said, Alvin, I mean, he guys been an absolute beast. Last week broke seven tackles. I mean, he's been targeted. Did you mention they targeted 30 times? Okay. Now, the next closest Saint was targeted 13 times through the first two weeks, three weeks of the season. So he's been targeted more than double over the next guy. He's a running back. He's not a receiver. So that, that just shows to you, you know, when you have a dynamic player like him and a guy that, in Drew Brees, that his arm strength is dwindling, he's going to target a dynamic player that's at the line of scrimmage on most plays um, very often. And Kamara's just been tearing it up. And I think we'll continue to do the same thing against the line this week. They squeezed out their first win against uh, the Cardinals. Kyler Murray didn't play so well in that game last week, actually. He sort of came back down to earth. You know, it, it showed why Kyler Murray really has a lot of room for improvement until we can consider him a great quarterback in the NFL. He looked good. I, I think he's very con- promising. 
But anyway, I think the Lions squeezed out a win last week, but I still think that the Saints have the upper hand in this one. Um, I, I'm picking the Saints. How about you? I'm actually going to Detroit here. Okay, um, pick the upset. Detroit I like it. Rolls the, rolls the upset this one. Um, I really like Kenny Galladay. They have, like, a really big game match with Stafford. Um, I just think that Detroit figured out a way that they are just going to put up a lot more points. than they're just gonna, and, and the Saints are going to give up a lot of points, and they're just going to outscore them at the end of the game. Where, where it's going to come down to is, and I've seen it before, where Drew Brees struggles in this, where he's down, you know, uh, he's down, you know, 6.7 points, sometimes 10 points. You know, 10 points with five minutes, you got to score quickly, and he can't score quickly. Unless he gets a quick, you know, dump off, which goes for a big play, he can't, he struggles. And then it takes four, five, a four-minute drive, and then he, you know, maybe gets the ball back with 20 seconds. So um, it, it doesn't work. Um, so if he goes down early, he's going to struggle. Yeah, you're certainly correct. In today's NFL, it would be more beneficial to have a good arm, fast receivers, and throw the ball down the field. And that's not what you're – listen, he's 41 years old. The guy's been playing for so long. This is what's going to happen. But it's a reality for the Saints, and they're going to have to live with it. They're going to have to sort of create the offense around Drew Brees' inability to throw the ball down the field. Um, on the fantasy side of things, so I, this is – I personally think it's a no-brainer. The Saints have allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. And it doesn't look like that's changing. Yeah. The linebackers are not very good in the coverage. So I think TJ Hawkinson's a great start. And Matthew Stafford loves to throw the ball. Just in general, the line, since Stafford came into the, into the league, he throws the ball of the most in the, in the league. So, you know, I think they're going to toss the ball. He'll throw, he loves to throw his tight end. He loves to throw the ball to reliable receivers. I think Hawkinson's certainly a good option this week. What do you think? Yeah, so the, the thing with TJ Hawkinson this week is and the Saints like to use their safeties to cover the tight end. So does a lot of teams. But not every team does. Um, so, but the Saints like to use Malcolm Jenkins a lot to cover the tight end, which could cause some issues. I still like TJ Hawkinson, but, um, I definitely have like a couple other uh, tight ends that I like better this week, like to do better. Um, but I still like TJ Hawkinson. It could be a good game. Um, but there's definitely receivers from this game that are absolutely phenomenal for that, that could have huge games. Um, I think both Emmanuel Sanders could just could get, you know, he could, he could like break loose sometimes. And then Kenny Galladay uh, against Marshall Lattimore. Marshall Lattimore struggling a little bit. Um, and Emmanuel Sanders should have the rookie on him. So I think they can have big games, but I still think that the Lions pull it off. Okay, so that's an interesting point you made about, um, you know, the, the Saints using their safeties. I, I mean, even if they use a safety, I mean, standing at six foot, 250 pounds, which Hawkinson is, that's going to be a tough matchup for a small, skinny safety, you know? Either way, I think he has. So, uh, yeah, either way, he's going up against a linebacker that's pedestrian in the coverage, or he's going up against a safety which is half the size. So I think either way, he should have the advantage there. Okay, fine, but you know, you made some other good points. Uh, you're picking the lines in the upset. Props to you, bro. I can't do it, but yeah. I'm gonna stick with the Saints. But listen, I love going. I love that you're going out on the limb. Um, okay, what's our next game? Our next game is the Chargers and the Bucks. Chargers and the Bucks. Okay. So yeah. Um, okay, so this is listen. This is Justin Herbert's biggest test so far. The Bucks have been the best defense in football through the first three weeks of the season, according to PFF. They've literally been the top-rated defense, and Justin Herbert, yeah. who has shown signs of promise, shown signs. I think very similar even to, like in the beginning of the season. You know, made some really good throws, showed us wow, this guy can be pretty good. But then made some throws like this guy's got a lot of work to do. Same thing with Justin Herbert. He's put a lot of balls in harm's way, but then it's again he's made some great throws down the field. He's made some very promising throws. And I think I think he could have a good career, but this is going to be a big test this week. A test I don't think he's going to pass against the Buccaneers. Yeah, and and there are some injuries on on the side of the Buccaneers though, which could change some things in general. Um, I think one of his receivers are out. I think Chris Godwin is out. Um, if he is out, then it it could struggle again for Tom Brady because he's going to be missing a receiver. He tends to struggle when he's missing a receiver. Um, which will definitely help the Chargers. Um, but, yeah, Justin Herbert is definitely going to have a, a – I mean, it's, like you said, it's his biggest uh, test. So we'll have to see how he does. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Godwin not playing. I, I think that it's true. Like you, you said in the beginning of the season, with Mike Evans, Tom Brady's going to be a completely different player. That's exactly what happened. Chris Godwin's a great receiver. I don't think he has quite a, as big of an impact as Mike Evans does. Meaning if Mike Evans were to be absent from the game, Tom Brady's performance would probably dip a lot more than if Chris Godwin were to miss the game. 
So I think he can he can take advantage of Mike Evans, who's who's always a threat, and then he can take advantage of other receivers like Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller, who could be great fantasy options this week if Chris Godwin doesn't play. I mean, those guys are going to have to step up. Um, and Tom Brady put up good numbers last week: two hundred ninety-seven yards, three touchdowns. So I think certainly Godwin Godwin going is going to hurt them, but it might give opportunity to other receivers for other receivers to step up and and, and perform. Yeah, I also like uh, Gronk this week, which I usually am not a big fan of Gronk. But I think Gronk can have another big week, um, which is rare. He's more of a blocking tight end. But he could be out um, at the goal line. And if they drive the field easily, then they, they, they should be getting him touchdowns. So he could have a big week there. Yeah, I mean, in PPR last week, right, Gronk had six receptions and 48 yards. So Gronk put double-digit points last week. So that's certainly – Something to look out for, but I think the receiver, the wide receivers, are probably a little safer of a bet than Gronk, just because Gronk can show up and you know be old Gronk and get ten yards next week. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah. So we'll certainly see what happens there. But listen, the, the Chargers are an interesting wild card here because two weeks ago against the Chiefs, I mean they did, they did a great job containing Mahomes, and then look what Mahomes did to a good Ravens defense last week. So we certainly see that the Chiefs defense has the wherewithal to shut down two good quarterbacks and good offenses. But at the same time, last week they lost to the Panthers. The Panthers aren't very good. Teddy Bridgewater runs a very steady, slow-moving offense. So, you know, which version of the Chargers we're going to see is largely going to depend on the outcome of this game. Or I should say the outcome of this game is largely going to depend on which version of the Chargers we see. Correct. Um, but I'm going to pick – listen, I actually i am going to pick the Chargers this week. I'm going to do it. I think we'll see a better version of the Chargers this week. I think your defense will show up, and I think they'll be able to contain Tom Brady. Brady's been playing well, don't get me wrong. Um, but listen, he had his revenge game last week, one and one. Now he's finally two and one. I think he's going to go back to five hundred. Maybe go a little back down to come a little back down to earth. Herbert's going to play well. It's a big test for him against this defense. I'm really going out of win by saying the Chargers are going to win, but I'm picking the Chargers to win. I mean, look, the, uh, it's as I said. I think if Godwin's in, then uh, the Buccaneers win. If Godwin's out, the Buccaneers lose. Okay, that's with, fair enough. Within within a four point game, it's going to be a four point game either way. Yeah. I think it certainly has the potential to be close. It also has the potential to not be close. Chargers could completely yeah. flunk, and then Brady will take advantage. So, like he did last week. So, we'll see what happens there. Going to this next game, very interesting. I like this game as well. Vikings-Texans. So, you know, the, the Texans, I mean, listen, though. The, I mean, what an incredible 0-3 team. And what bad luck the Texans ran into. And, listen, I don't know who, who put together the schedule in the NFL. I know it's automatically generated. Not like the Texans. No. I mean, that, with that generator, that automatic that computer that put together the schedule, they really did not favor the Texans. Listen, I know they're done with the Steelers, Ravens, and Chiefs, which is great news. It's great news. The bad news is they're 0-3. That's a reality they're going to have to live with. Regardless of whether or not the rest of their schedule is easy, they're 0-3, and that's a hard hole to dig out of. It doesn't matter which teams yeah. you're playing throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, I, they're definitely um, – the Vikings are in a better spot here also. So it's, it's, it's another game that, that the Texans are just going to struggle. They still have the same bad defense. Um, the, Tex, the Vikings could get going with Dalvin Cook, and they could get going with um, – they can get going with, with Kirk Cousins. Um, and Houston will struggle again. Um, but it's also an opportunity for Houston to take advantage because if they can get out to the lead and get, you know, um, turnovers and stuff like that, they can easily, um, you know, turn for the Texans and they can get a win finally. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think, like you said, great event, great opportunity for the Texans because I think the, the Texans' biggest problem and Deshaun Watson's biggest problem, he's just been under pressure, like literally more than any other quarterback in the league with the exception of three guys. So he's been under pressure fourth most in the league and the Vikings have the third worst pressure rate in the league. So the Vikings are, do not do a good job at putting pressure on the quarterback. Watson should be able to take advantage. I think Watson will have a big day. I think the Texans will win big and put the, the Vikings. I think the Vikings are 0-3, so they're going to put the Vikings to 0-4. Listen, Kirk Cousins played much better last week against the Titans, and that was very convincing. But I think Deshaun Watson is so talented. He just ran up against very tough teams. I mean, the Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers are tough defenses. And, you know, it's just his bad luck. And he didn't play terrible in the first three games. I just think that against a, a poor team, he's going to feast on them. They're going to take everything they could out of the playbook because they, they need this win. And I think the Texans will come out on top and win big. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Vikings here. Um, and that's just my pick. I just think that the Vikings beat them. Um, and the Texans go 0-4. And, and I think that they somehow make the playoffs. That's the crazy part about it. Whoa. Ooh, that's a good prediction. Right? So going to lose this game? Yeah, and then they'll figure out a way back to win. Like, you know, they'll win like nine games, get a wild card spot, and and do or eight games, I should say, 
or you know, eight or nine. I like it living on the edge. I like it. Yeah, right. I like it. it's it's the it's the it's the Houston Texans way. Um, but I like all the receivers for the, for the Vikings. Justin Jefferson, not as much Justin Jefferson, but I do like Justin Jefferson, um, and I like that. But um, and I like Adam Thielen a lot. Um, and then the Texans, I just Will Fuller is not going to have a good week. Yeah, that's just that. Yeah. Um, and I think also probably, you know, the Texans rushing defense is not very good. So I think Dalvin Cook could put a big number this week as well. Fine. So we're yeah. going with – yeah, go ahead. No, I was just thinking like other – because I don't think we're going to get to all the games. But I was thinking of other players. Someone asked me about Miles um, Gaskin. A lot of people are asking me about him. And mm-hmm. uh, he's he's – I don't know why people are so into the Dolphins rushing game. Um, I don't think that they're going to have such a good game. I, I actually see – like everyone's going to be like – Oh, get Miles Gaskin, get Miles Gaskin, and then um, he's just not gonna have a good game. Like he has the potential to just be a complete bust, um, and I see that happening. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so we'll have to take a look on different underrated fantasy players. It's something we should certainly do more often. Like maybe under the radar, which is what I try. To, I think that's what we try to do. Really, we try to sort of we'll tell you about the big players and whether or not they're good plays that week. Because sometimes even the popular players won't be as don't expect as much from them in certain weeks. But mainly, I think what we're trying to do is tell you players that are like, maybe we'll start, maybe we won't, and suggest to you whether or not we think we should start them. Um, you know, like I mentioned, a few different players that are, you know, not well-known that you should start. Like I said, Zach Pascal. So not a household name, but has a good matchup this week. That would be an example of that, and I think we try to get you more of those. Um, okay, fine. So, yeah, we, yeah we, we're not going to get through all the games. We have, it's just, we're just going to get through a few more games. We'll go next with the Bills versus the Raiders. So I think um, this is, you know, it speaks for itself, this game, because Josh Allen has just been put, you know, putting up incredible numbers. We, talk, we spoke last week about the fact that aside from his rushing game, which was always there, he's now the sixth highest quarterback according to PFF. So his passing game has clearly been there, and now he's looking to continue that. Um, they're undefeated, 3-0, and they're looking to continue that against the Raiders, who are up and down. John Gruden started, and his team started off 2-0, lost last week big time against the Pats. Uh, we'll see what happens. This is going to be an, an interesting matchup as well. Yeah, I saw. I'm just looking at the Yankees score. The Yankees took the lead in the top of the ninth, so it's ten nine there. Oh my um, God, it's a but, back and forth one over there. Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. It's, I mean, it's crazy, crazy. What's going on there? But um, in the Bills Raiders game, um, I, I, there's a lot of things. This could be a crazy game, honestly. Um, Josh Allen can have one another huge game, or he can completely bust. I see him having another huge game. I think the Raiders can stick along with them. This game can be in the 40s, honestly. Wow. Um, or it's going to be a complete bust, but it can clearly, honestly, it can be in the 40s this game. Um, it, Josh Allen can have a huge game. Um, Darren Waller can have another big game. Um, the Bills' defense, though, is going to play the, is the question mark. You know, if they can come in to Vegas and put on, you know, have a good game, then it'll be much different, but obviously. But um, I think that both offenses just keep scoring. Yeah, for sure. I, I listen. I I agree with you. I, I think actually I I'm gonna go out on a little limb here. I think that Josh Allen, he's been very good in the passing game throughout the first few, last weeks of the season. The Raiders' running defense is very bad. I think Josh Allen will rely more heavily on the rushing game this week and actually struggle a little in the passing game, even though he has okay. been successful the first week. This is my prediction. Um, so I actually think listen. I think if Derek Carr play well, Raiders have a chance in this game. I know it's a the Raiders played very well. The first, they really impressed me the first two weeks of the season. I know they didn't play well against the Pats last week, but they really impressed me. I think Derek Carr plays well, and we could see a, 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 a surprising Raiders victory this week. Yeah, um, but like if, if if they're relying on the running game, I mean, Devin Singletary um, and Josh Allen's feet themselves, and then the Raiders still have Josh Jacobs, who can have a big game as well. Um, but I still think that – I think the Raiders win this game. I think the Bills finally um, take a loss here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm picking the Raiders, and and like you said, that that rushing defense for the Bills is is the, for the Raiders. Uh, I'm I'm sorry for the Raiders is not very good. Josh Allen could take advantage. Single terror, like you said, great fantasy start this week. Could definitely take advantage. But like I said, I think Derek Carr is going to play a little better this week. And if he does, a good passing game beats a good running game. So I think Derek Carr. That's just my prediction. I'm going on a limb and saying Derek Carr outplays Josh Allen through the air this week, and the Raiders take an upset against the Bills and end their undefeated season. So we're both going with the Raiders. We're both going with the upset. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. 
Next, the next game where I believe this is this is this Sunday Night Football. I think it's in a one twenty five game. Patriots Chiefs. I mean, this is this is a great matchup. The Chiefs have just found themselves in good matchups through the first few weeks of the season. Um, what what do you what do you think about this one? Chiefs pass. You think it'll be a game, or you think that the Chiefs just continue to roll over teams? Um, I think that it could be an interesting game. It's just because it's good coaching, risk great coaching, um, and that's really it. I think that the reason why the Chiefs did what they did to the Ravens was I think they just outcoached them, outplayed them. Ravens played bad, um, and you know, but I think the Chiefs are also great. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, the same thing here. The Chiefs should be able to score. That's for sure. Um, the question is, will the Patriots offense get going? Um, who's going to stay healthy this game? Where are they going to be? Where, who's going to get going? When, when the Patriots have someone that gets going, that's when they start doing really well. Rex Burkhead can, can be a big play. Um, and then Cam Newton's legs will, will be a big factor. Um, and if Cam Newton can throw the ball, it will be a huge factor. Yeah, Cam Newton's going to be a big factor. And are we going to see the Cam Newton that threw 397 yards in week two against the Seattle Seahawks? And are we going to see the Cam Newton exactly. that beat the Raiders 28-10 to 10 last week? I'm saying he's been, you know, through the last two weeks of the season, he's showed us that he could play at a high level still. He's really, his vision looked good. His running game seems to still be there. So it's certainly going to depend on Cam Newton. Mahomes, I think he's on a roll. Listen, he put up a, he demolished a very good Ravens defense last week. Absolutely demolished them. They blitzed a ton, the Ravens. And yet Mahomes is still able to get the ball out quickly and really do damage under pressure. So even if the Patriots do are successful in creating um, pressure on Mahomes, I still think he can get the ball out quickly and create plays in so many different ways with his legs. He can run out of the pocket and throw the ball on the run, throw the ball outside of the pocket. So many different ways. I think Mahomes is on a roll right now. Although I will say the Pats have forced in the last three games have forced Mahomes into seven turnover-worthy plays. So that defense has had success against Mahomes recently, but I think Mahomes is going to continue to roll, and I think the Chiefs take this game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here as well. And on the fantasy side of things, like we mentioned, I think Cam Newton could be a good start this week. I mean, he's been good at putting good at putting up good fantasy numbers. He's rushing rushing yards is great. He's near 200 rushing yards. He's one of only three quarterbacks in the league to have over 100 rushing yards. So I think Newton could be a good start this week. What do you think about Newton? Um, yeah, definitely Cam Newton. I also like guys like Sammy Watkins. Um, I'm trying to see if I like anyone else on either side. I really don't like anyone of his receiver. So it's actually interesting. I mean, Julian Edelman isn't so bad. Um, he's going to have Tyron Matthew on him. Um, so that's going to be an interesting. So I wouldn't really play Julian Edelman. But um, I do like Sammy Watkins. And then I like Bur- Rex Burkhead. A lot of people aren't going to play him. And I think um, he's a great play. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, a great start. Like people have him. He's sitting on a lot of people waiver wires. He's good to go after, pick him up. I mean, he should put up a bit. He could. He's possible of picking up a big game. Yeah, I hear that. I honestly hear that. And, um, okay, fine. Yeah, so Rex Burkhead is an interesting call. I hear it. Listen, the, 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 they could take advantage of the Chiefs' rushing defense. It's not great. But um, I think that defense has proved that their pass rush, the Chiefs' pass rush has been pretty good. So I'm a little concerned about Newton's ability to pass the ball. But um, I still think he's, with the rushing upside, he's a good play this week. And so we're both going to pick the Chiefs and take the – the favorite on that one. Okay, so we'll wrap up with this last game for the NFL, at least, and we'll discuss the finals, NBA finals, a little Falcons versus Packers. Um, the reason I think this is an interesting game is because Matt Ryan has just started off the season absolutely terrible. The Falcons defense has been absolutely terrible. Bottom Trishous. five in the league. Terrible. And we're going up, they're going up against an Aaron Rodgers who has been one of the best quarterbacks in football through the first two weeks of the season. I mean, in a lot of ways, MVP it like level. Old Aaron, yeah, legit. Has looked like old Aaron Rodgers. And now Devontae Adams might return this week. I mean, this looks like a game Packers blowing out, right? What's the question here? No? Um, yeah, I mean, the Packers should be able to blow them out here. It shouldn't be an issue. Um, but these are the types of games where, um, you know, everyone's like, yeah, Packers are going to win, Packers are going to win, Packers are going to win, and then you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't really show up. Um, somehow, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan get going. It's, it's one of those classic trap games. Um, you know, we've seen it happen before. Last year, it actually happens with the Packers and the Vikings, where the Vikings started off really weak. And the Packers at the time, or I don't know if it was the Packers, but it, it happens before where everyone's like, oh, this is the good team. And then everyone, you know, gets, gets you know, loses that team. Um so this could be a game where the, the Falcons win, actually. 
I completely agree. I think this trap game is a great way to put it. This has trap game written all over it. Matt Ryan is a guy that does not go too many games in his career. This has just been proven. Even when he's not playing at a high level, he doesn't go too many games without playing well. And I think he's bound to have a good performance this week. I think he's going to put up big numbers against the Packers this week. Listen, it's hard to outduel Aaron Rodgers, especially if you're going to get into shoot into a shootout with that bad man. It's hard to outduel him. I'm not saying bad man. He's a bad man. I'm not saying the Falcons are going to win, but I'm saying they're going to put up a fight, just like I said with the Vikings Titans last week. I mean, this would be a bigger upset, obviously, but I think that the Falcons are going to make this game much closer than people think. I I was very close to picking an upset, very close. I just Rodgers is playing too well. And even if Ryan does play at a high level, I still don't see him do enough to outplay Aaron Rodgers. Until Rodgers proves to me that he's not old Rodgers, I'm going to have to go along with the logic that he is. So I'm still going to have to pick the Packers to win in a one-possession game. Um, okay, so I'm going to go with uh, I'm, I'm go again with the Falcons here, um, just for the trap game purposes. Um, and then I just think that their defense clicks, their offense clicks. They just kind of have a big game. Could be a blowout. Could honestly just be they blow them out, or it's going to be a close game and they pull it out at the end. Classic sure. them to give up a big lead. They'll get a big lead, blow the lead, but end up winning. Classic yeah. Falcons football. No, yeah, I, they they're the king at blowing leads. It's unbelievable and blowing second half leads. The last two weeks yeah. already. I mean, well, first of all, there have been two close. Uh, two weeks ago it was the Falcons and the Cowboys played each other, correct? Yeah. Two weeks ago. And then the Falcons and the Cowboys this past week played in, uh, again, played in very close games. So I thought that was very interesting. But um, fine. So, listen, you're picking the, the upset in the Falcons. I'm saying Packers win by, five, by, by you know, five to seven points. I think it's going to be a one-possession game. I think the Falcons could pull this out. But like you said, the more likely scenario is, is you know, Rodgers Correct. plays well. Ryan continues to play bad. You know, Packers win by 27 points. But I think that because of the trap game concept, like you said, uh, Falcons could pull this one out and make it very close. And I think on the fantasy side of things, Devontae Adams could be back. Even if he is back, I still think that Alan Lazard's a good play. Rodgers has been playing really well. Falcons secondary has been playing really poorly. And I think Rodgers is a guy that can take advantage of that. Yeah, um, Todd Gurley could have a big game as well. Um, yeah, that's a good call. The Falcons turn to him a lot. And just if Matt Ryan can't get going, that's definitely going to be a thing. Um Oh, two call. outs by the ninth in the Yankees game. The Yankees are up 10-9. Two outs by the ninth. Oh, so we'll keep you. That might end before the end of the podcast. So we'll, we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Um, I think that wraps up for, for football. So then we'll discuss the NBA for a little. And then we'll, of course, keep you updated on the MLB on the Yankees-Indians. 10-9, back and forth game they have in Cleveland over there. So bottom nine, two outs. Do we have who's 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 at the play right now? Mercado is at the plate. Okay, fine. Fine. So we'll right. we'll keep you updated on that. That might be the last at bat of the of the game. Okay. Anyway, let's go to the NBA finals for they a little. the last at bat of the series. It's a three game series. This is for the series, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> the Astros were the only team to advance so far. I so, believe so. Um, yeah. yeah. The Astros are the only team to advance so far. Okay, we'll keep you updated on that. Um, okay, anyway, so uh, talking about the NBA Finals for a few minutes. Oh, Tampa, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. The Rays also. Well. The Rays also. Okay, they beat the, the, the Blue Jays. They swept them 2 nothing. Anyway, so we have a great matchup in the NBA Finals. And actually, we put out a poll. It was interesting. It was very close. It was very close. We had the Lakers and the Heat. And I think we, I think we had um, only two more votes for the Lakers in favor of the Lakers winning the NBA Finals as opposed to the Heat. So I think it was much closer than people might have thought. And in general, they had a poll out. I think on ESPN, it was 53% to 47% in favor of the Lakers. So people are sort of predicting this to be a lot closer than maybe the general consensus was. Um, and I think, listen, tonight was an example of why the Lakers were the favorites because Anthony Davis and LeBron James are just an absolute dynamic duo. They've been really performing at a high level. And I mentioned on Twitter, Anthony Davis has a better chance to be the finals MVP should the Lakers win than LeBron James. I mean, the guy's been shooting over 57% from the field in the playoffs. He's put up, he's averaging nearly 29 points. Uh, he's been shooting a lot and still shooting at, a, at an accurate rate. So I think that Anthony Davis, what do you think about that? You think Anthony Davis has a better shot at the finals MVP than LeBron? Um, very likely. It's very possible. Um, I'd be shocked at LeBron. I think like I think that they just give it to LeBron to give it to LeBron, um, but Anthony Davis clearly can get it. Um, but I still don't count Miami out. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm not counting Miami out. They still have a real chance. Um, but 
it's just slight chance, honestly, not a real chance. Yeah, I don't think this game was a matter of Miami's poor play on the offensive side of the ball. They still shot the ball relatively well. I think they shot the ball 43% of the team, which is not that bad, but the Lakers just really, really put the, put some points on the board. And like I said, LeBron, Anthony Davis, LeBron at 25, Anthony Davis at 34. That's all you got to know. I mean, that's 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 most of their points right there. So it's, it was just a matter of the Lakers' offense being too much for the Heat. But, of course, the series is far from over. And, you know, if AD comes back down to earth next game and doesn't shoot well from the field, the Heat could easily take game two and make it 1-1. Yeah, definitely. If the Heat win the second game, that's huge. Um, if they go down 2-0, they're going to struggle deep into the series. No question. I think it was also interesting about the Heat this game. Like, for example, they had two bench players that had more points than everyone in the starting lineup except for Virginia Butler. So Correct. they, they had sort of a, they have a, a good team from top to bottom. Um, but the Lakers are just so, so top-heavy that it's hard to beat a team that has two, two, two protect, like first battle Hall of Famers like that. That's, I just think, the one thing that gets in the way of the Heat perhaps getting over the stumbling block. Listen, I'm predicting the – I predicted before the series Lakers in five. What, what was your prediction before the series? I said either Heat, uh, heat in six or Lakers in five. So What's, what's your final go- prediction? Uh, Lakers in five. We're going to go to Lakers in five. Okay, so I think we both agree Lakers in five. Uh, okay, fine. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll keep you updated in the NBA Finals. Um, but for now, do we have any update on the Indians? Yankees is still 10-9, bottom nine. It's bottom nine, two outs, two strikes. It's 0-2 count, so that's right down yeah. to the Y. You guys can go ahead and check that game out. What channel is it on so we have for the viewers? ESPN. ESPN. Uh, all the games today on ESPN? ESPN 2, some of them, right? Some of them I don't on know. They're on, on crazy ESPN. channels, I guess. Uh, it's all day baseball. I, I didn't watch all day. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, up and, oh, it's and in play. It's a slide. It's a slider. It's uh. Ooh. He Ooh. strike out. Oh, he swung <laughs> and he saved. The game continues. The game wow. continues. Maybe we should go ahead and watch this game after the podcast, Mikey. We should go ahead and I'm do a live. I'm definitely gonna go together. watch. I'm definitely gonna watch. Yeah. They're watching it right outside my room. I know there's a Yankee fan watching it right outside my room. So it's, Ooh, I'm kind of shocked that he's not screaming. Um, so. Okay, let's let's wrap this up so we can go ahead and watch that exciting ending. Um, I think that's it for now. I think that's it. We all yeah. we have for this podcast. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining Thank us. You. Please Thank subscribe. You Thank you so much, everyone. Have a great weekend and reach out to us with um, any questions or concerns. Tomorrow we might do a little fantasy only. Um, go through a lot of a lot of like daily fantasy. A lot of um you know, season long fantasy, who does bench. If you're looking for, if you have a guy and you're like, Oh, should I bench him? We'll go through that. Might have special guests on, might not. Um, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, but hopefully I'll have it tomorrow. We'll give some bold predictions. We'll go through game through game, fantasy, bold prediction, stuff like that. Another, maybe another prediction for a lot of the scores. Uh, maybe you can get those right and we'll have to see. So that's exciting. You might see Meisty riding solo tomorrow. Um, in any case, that's more content for the Rocket Meisty show. Listen, Meisty riding solo, he's a part of the team, but he's also an individual himself. So he's allowed to have his own. He's allowed to have his own podcast. Okay, like don't hate on him. Seriously. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Rocky, hopefully next saying. time, I next time we uh, get together, we're we might be uh, doing this. Um, oh, in person. That's a, that's a good point. The next podcast, I'm actually going to be on Meisty's side of town on on Monday. Um, so. Uh, yeah, the next podcast might be in person with our NFL expert Bob. It's going to be exciting. Good point, Mike. I, I didn't yeah. think about that. That's exciting. Okay, so a lot of exciting stuff coming up. A lot um, of excitement. A lot of excitement. Perfect. But for now, everyone have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the other end. Yeah, have a great weekend.